Hi everyone, and welcome to the 142nd episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here with Churro! Hi guys. How's your week been, man? Busy. It's, uh, spring break is coming, and, uh, yeah. Oh, that's right. And work is getting even more busier. Actually, for me as well, uh, spring break has, has, has sprung. A couple, uh, weeks ago we had our, oh, I'm gonna teach you a Japanese word, <clears throat> sotsugyoshiki. Sotsugyo means graduation, and shiki means, uh, ceremony. So we had our graduation ceremony for our, oh, here, here's another Japanese word. San Nense. San is uh three, so like each Nissan three, and then Nen is year, and then Sei student. So our third year students graduated. Uh, Ooh, Japanese, neat. yeah. So Japanese third year students in junior high school. I'm a junior high school teacher. That would be equivalent to like ninth grade high school. Oh. But yeah, so it's actually kind of interesting. So in Japan, the way things work is elementary school is from first grade to sixth grade. Middle school is from seventh grade to ninth grade. And high school is from 10th grade to 12th grade. So it's six years, three years, three years, which is different from uh, American school, which is like five years three years four years just seems like it's kind of random so i kind of i kind of appreciate the japanese way of dividing things up a little bit better uh unfortunately because i'm a government worker aka an english teacher we don't get days off during spring break so what i actually have to do is i get to go to my town's board of education and just sort of like sit there and twiddle my thumbs Unless I want to take vacation time off. I'm going to bring my drawing tablet and I'm going to use this as an excuse to force myself to paint a lot. So anyway, uh, for you new folks, Kingdom Hearts Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union and is presented by the Gaming Union Network. We release every Tuesday, rotating each week with Final Fantasy Union, and we come out on the iTunes store and KingdomHeartsUnion.com. Our show today has two segments. We have our Kingdom Hearts 16th anniversary segment and our question segment. Yay. In the way of announcements, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash ffkhunion. Our Patreon executive producers for this episode are as follows. We have Blue Machine, who is at Blue Machine, Lewis James, Barry Norton, who's at Nortron Zero, Chris Morales, Eric Decker, who's at Choco Taco, Jonathan Gonzalez, who's at Oh It's Just Johnny, Marcus Karnecki, Michael Graham, Thorne Bullen, who's at Massacre 23, Zach Duranto, Billy Jackson, who's at underscore Billy Jackson, Darren Matthews, who's at Doomster73, Dustin Smith, Jonathan McRae, and Churro, if you could take these last ones. We got Joseph Robertson at Pokemon Trainer J, Josh McNabb at J2K9, Keith Field at The Mighty Keith, Mario Herker, we got Mike, then we have Mike Shirley Donnelly at Curious Quail, Miles Ribbons, Muhammad Quayam, Nico Gonzalez at Nick underscore Neck 95, then we have just Patrick, 
Rachel Casterston at Oberon Yun Ray, Richard Holman at Vix Lennon, Rob Porter at Squirty Bertie 1, Tyson Wildman at Ty Wildman 1, Vita Nitas at V underscore Tron 5000, Zach Porter at Porter Paradox, and Zelda Clone at Apes Type Novels. And be a part of the show. Send us your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com. All right, now for our Kingdom Hearts 16th anniversary segment. Yay! Man, it's been that long. Congratulations. Da, 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 da. You're it's old a teenager now. now. Well, he's been a teenager for at least three years. But yeah. More of an older teenager. Yeah, more he can of an drive older teenager. And get a job. You drive, get a job. Uh, can't vote yet. Uh, the sophomore in high school, I guess. Uh, yeah. But in Japan, he would be, or he or she would be a. Koko Ichidense. Koko is high school. This is this is gonna be the Japanese the Japanese lesson episode. I just spent like it was just a yesterday. I was hanging out with some friends, and all they uh, speak is Japanese. So, like, literally all day yesterday, I was just speaking Japanese. It was such a great opportunity to practice. So, that was good. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, yeah. So, for this uh, anniversary segment, I thought it'd be good to have a good old classic Kingdom Hearts Union-style discussion segment. Churro, I've been noticing something. You what know, is it? I've I, I've been trying to keep up with the kids these days. Hey, you, you know, you're, you're telling me, dude. I I check your I check I check your 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 MySpaces and your your life journals and your 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 tumblanks. You know, I I know about you kids and your snap snap snapgrams, snap Insta chats, Insta chats. Your uh, dis, your discounts. <laughs> I'm trying to think of one for Discord. I know about all these things, and I I noticed this this May May going around this meme. We call them May Mays in my day, and it Do was like 2012 versus 2018. Well, how about we do this? Kingdom Hearts one style and do it for twenty uh twenty oh two versus twenty eighteen. <laughs> that works. I mean been, we it's, are approaching its, been, its anniversary, so there you go. So Churro, where where were you two thousand two? I, I didn't was, expect uh, that to rhyme. I was uh a senior in high school. Ooh, that's awesome! Yeah, that shows how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brandon. <laughs> I didn't want to put you on the spot like that. Thanks, Brandon. Well, I good. feel older now. So, so all right. So you're in high school, senior high school. What, 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 what kind of, uh, what kind of music were you listening to at the time? What was, what was popping at the time? Popping was, you know, boy bands. Oh boy, you know, Insane, right. Backstreet Boys, Insane, Backstreet Boys, yeah, yeah, that was popping. That was that was that was going on in the clubs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, the, the 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 school clubs. Definitely, though, if my memory serves me correctly, that was kind of like 
the tail end of it though, right? Like yeah, because it, it was like early. It was like. 2000 2001 and then 2002 came and it's like the boy band yeah. trend started to die out because i distinct i distinctly remember in 2003 that's when christina aguilera got into her dirty phase she did that dirty yeah. music video it's more that's like when she like, was like changing over from her like cutesy image to her sexy yeah that's where image. like yeah that's where a lot of like these boy bands were breaking out and some of yeah. them were doing solo careers now yeah so it kind of it kind of goes to show you that they were they were in fact still around and still doing stuff because you know sephiroth was lance pass in kingdom hearts one that had well, to hey. be that has to be related well, well that had to be like the biggest shocker well, like, for yeah any kingdom hearts fans to see you know i was Definitely. shocked when i when i beat the game and his you know name appeared in the credits i thought it was crazy Definitely. It makes it, it makes me wonder like when did the English voice acting start for Kingdom Hearts the the, the first one cuz like it seemed like they didn't have anything cuz like they they did take a long time to release it in America cuz like this by the way this 16th anniversary technically just applies to Japan cuz uh it, it came out in Japan. Oh by the way, we didn't even talk about the release date. Kingdom Hearts came out in Japan March 28th, 2002. So, yeah, it came out in Japan around that time, but it it, it, it took all the way until September for it to finally come out in America. So it kind of makes you think that they didn't start recording until after the Japanese game was out, but maybe they did. I mean, the, the only, makes you the wonder, only reason like... I The only reason I bring it up is because I think in that same year didn't didn't remember the titans came out and that, that was hayden panettiere was in that yeah she was how how old was she in remember the titans was she like was she... T- like 10 years old yeah 10, 11 i don't know for some reason i kind of remember her i remember her being a little older in this than i remember her being in in kingdom hearts but maybe not all right i just checked her on on the no, google's uh... Remember the Titans came out in 2000. In 2000? Yeah. Really? Yeah. What? Oh, no. It, oh, oh, wait. So I see the release date, but it's for Japan. Oh, it is 2000. What? Yeah. I, 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 I've, I've been all Mandela affected, but that's, that is interesting. All right. All right. I, I, I seize you. I seize you. Remember the Titans. Interesting. And not only that, the Sixth Sense came out the year before. Really? Oh, wow. So, yeah, they... So, I guess this is kind of where they they sort of, like, got their, you know, got their start in, in a way was that, you know, uh, Hayden Panettiere would have uh, just came off of Remember the Titans. Haley Joel Osment came off of six cents which was like, like you know big for him because the yeah that garnered really a lot big. of attention oh yeah did it win oscars i know it was nominated at least for oscars six i think cents. it was man so yeah that that is pretty pretty interesting so yeah so that 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 definitely uh goes to show you where <laughs> where the voice actors were at least Haley joel osment just getting off of the six cents hayden panettiere Getting off, I remember the Titans. They get into the voice booths, 
and they lay down their 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 bars, <laughs> more or less. Right. Oh man, Billy Billy Zane. Oh man, Billy Zane recording his one and only time for Kingdom Hearts. Oh, uh, rest in peace, Ansem, voiced by Billy Zane, the the best, the only good Ansem. Sorry for the shade, Richard Epcar. We appreciate your hard work. But, come on, it's Billy Zane. Anyway, so uh, I want to get to our first... Oh, actually, I didn't even talk about my 2002 versus 2018. All right, my 2002 versus 2018. Let's see. Where was I in 2002? Where were you, Brandon? In March of 2002, I would have been a fifth grader playing on the playground. Thanks for making me feel older again. (laughs) I was a fifth grader. Playing on the playground, probably picking my nose. Um, I'm trying to remember anything interesting about fifth grade. Um, in fifth grade, try to think of at least one memory from fifth grade. Oh, we went to for our school trip. We went to Epcot, and there was this ride called Body Wars. And we kept yelling at the ride, cause it, it's it was like it was kind of like Star Wars, but also crossed with the Magic School Bus in a way that like they shrunk you down and you went inside the body. And then at one point they were like shooting lasers, and we were like hit him in the eye. And then everybody was like looking at us. It wasn't good, but it was fun. And also, I remember I was in line for tech te- for test track, which is like um kind of like a roller coaster, but it's kind of also like educational. And in the line for test track, there was some o- older kid outside, and he got this weird spinny thing that mm-hmm. when you when you spun it, it had lights on it, and as you spun it, words would scroll across the like motion blur of it. Like, you know, it was like one of those weird signs where if it moves really fast, it shows a message. And he was like spinning it and it said, I just farted. And I was like, Oh my (laughs) God, I need to buy that. So after, after I rode test track, I went and I bought that, but the, I couldn't figure out the instructions. So I never knew how to write anything. Oh, young Brandon. So that that was that was that was 2002. Young Brandon, um, I'm sure at some point in that time, that's also when I found out about Kingdom Hearts, probably in a Game Pro magazine, if I remember, that's remember how I found correctly. Out. Yeah, there was Game a good, it, good I, article. I think in I remember there. the cover. It was I think it was the Medal of Honor Frontline cover, which was May yeah, 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 2002. They had yep. like an eight to ten page spread about Kingdom Hearts because it was just released in Japan, so they were covering yeah. it. That's yeah, that's when I, I saw all of it. I remember at the time for me, the games I was playing then. I'm pretty sure I had Final Fantasy X already. Well, I, but I well, I just came from Final Fantasy X Kick, and I think I imported yeah. I imported a the uh, international version of ten, so I was playing oh, wow. that. That's so awesome. yeah. Did did the international version of ten have a Kingdom Hearts Final Mix trailer? Did it have any trailers? Yeah, it had a Final Mix trailer. Oh Besides, yeah, 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 yeah. So because basically it was coming out. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I remember that. And 
Yeah, so I remember that. Games I was playing then, yeah, definitely Final Fantasy X. I had a PS2 playing Kinetica. I don't... I, I, I had not started any other Final Fantasy, though. If I was playing any Final Fantasy, it would have only have been ten. I did not start playing the other Final Fantasies until after I got Kingdom Hearts. And I would buy those, like, used at Toys R Us for, like, ten bucks, and it was amazing. All the PlayStation Final Fantasies were so cheap at that time. And they were all in the all in the black boxes. They were not greatest hits. And then at some point, I, like, threw away all my boxes because I thought, you know what? Boxes suck. I want to get one of these stupid CD holders and put my games in CD holders. Screw That's these boxes. Too. And I threw away all the boxes. And then I realized, oh, wait. When you sell them online, like on eBay, people would probably prefer the black box version over the like the greatest hits version. I still Oops. have my original box version of Kingdom Hearts. With oh, the, that's awesome. With the shiny cover. Yeah. Oh man, that's great. Yeah, man, what what a time. Yeah, that was definitely like a time when I was like kinda still getting into games, but like for me, honestly, I did I loved games, that's for sure. But I mm-hmm. wasn't like really into like the gaming community really i kind of just like when i played games i just really it was just something i did by myself i didn't really have any friends that played games i I didn't play multiplayer games i occasionally played like multiplayer games with my cousin like mario or diddy Mm -hmm. kong racing or something mortal Kombat. but like i didn't often play things I, i didn't often play games like socially or anything but it was it, it wasn't until kingdom hearts when I, th- I and i think this was also because of a game pro magazine i got the game pro magazine that had a it had a walkthrough in it and th- yeah this i was remember back, that one too this this was back when like these magazines had walkthroughs and like 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 really nice ones that were like fairly detailed and i went through it and i saw that at, at the end like oh you could do these things and you can get a secret ending. And I saw the secret ending. And it was like amazing. And just one day, and this is really going to d- date the, the the time period. I was on Kazaa, you know, downloading music yep. illegally as we did back in the day. And just for fun, I thought, you know, I'm going to type in Kingdom Hearts and see what comes up because I like Kingdom Hearts. And in there, I find something that says, so like one of them would have been like Kingdom Hearts opening dot AVI, something like that. And then Kingdom Hearts ending dot MPG. And then one of them was like Kingdom Hearts, another side, another story. And then there was another one that said Kingdom Hearts, another side, another story, deep dive. And I noticed that the time code on the video was longer than the original Another Side, Another Story video. And I was like, what? Is this new? Is this stuff I haven't seen? And, you know, I was a dumb kid that was pretty naive back in the day. But even I knew that Ankaza, like stuff wasn't always labeled what it actually was. Like sometimes you would download 
an MP3 and it would be a completely different song. And it's just ti- they just like title it wrong to troll you. So I thought it was one of those, but I was also not smart enough not not to try it anyway. So I downloaded it and it was a five megabyte version of Deep Dive. And even through that terrible quality, I saw Deep Dive for the first time. It changed my life. And it was from that point that I decided to Google it because I had to know more about this deep dive thing. And that's where I found Churro's website, Ziddy.net. Yep. And the funny thing is, is that Ziddy was actually my own personal blog. Like, like honestly, like I was going through some time, you know, tough times in high school and they all told me to make a blog, you know, write down your thoughts to help you. Yeah. And then I guess at some, at least by the time that I got to it, it was completely a Kingdom Hearts website. Yeah, because what happened was I changed it when Kingdom Hearts Final Mix was released in Japan. Like, yeah. it came out December 26, 2002. And when, cause, and everybody was wondering, what is Kingdom Hearts Final Mix? What is different about it? Why are they releasing the same game full price in Japan? Yeah. So I caught when I found like a site like that had explained everything to it, and when it came out, I found images of like the new things, like new keyblades, new cutscenes, new bosses, and and I got a hold of Deep Dive, and I had a I met somebody on Gamefacts who had who did me a favor and recorded the entire Eximnus. But back then he was known as the Unknown fight. Mm-hmm. And we, I spent like two, three days downloading both videos, like high quality. Wow! From him off Kazaa, you know, doing peer, you know, straight peer to peer, and wow. uploading to my site. And I took it like the next step further, and I screen cap like the entire both videos of the entire fight and the entire tra- yeah. uh, CGI trailer. Wow! That's and awesome. and then all of a sudden it exploded into popularity. And here we are today. Yeah. Awesome. So that's, I guess that's two, that's our 2002 versus 2018. Yeah. It gets, gets so weird how, you know, he came across my site in 2002 and here we are talking to each other in 2018 on a pot, Kingdom Hearts podcast. Exactly. You never know. Oh, here's, here's the 2002 thing. You never know who you'll run into next. That is from that's, the Kingdom Hearts original American commercial. That is so, still true today. Yep. So the next bit of the discussion that I want to get to is what was it like being a fan of Kingdom Hearts throughout the years and how have things changed over time? So I guess like, you know, we, we kind of already talked, you know, a little bit about what it was like at the beginning beginning where it was like, mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts Final Mix is just coming out. Like honestly, it didn't seem like there was too much of like like too many fan sites when it was just Kingdom Hearts. It seems like most of the interest and the fervor came around the release of Final Mix and people because wanting D-Dive, to like, know. D Dive kicked off like a chance of a sequel. You know, it yeah, the was chance on of a everybody's sequel minds. And 
Yeah, and then on top of that, it was it was something mysterious. Only Japan got it. It's something for whatever reason we weren't gonna get, and it was mysterious. And we and people wanted answers because people were you know seeing screenshots or seeing recordings of it and like wondering, whoa, what is this? And how how can I get it? And then realizing, oh no, you can't unless you want to import, and that's expensive. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's. That is interesting. And then also at the time, you know, you sort of uh, alluded to it that, you know, you got to remember that back in the day, we were all pretty much on dial up, you know, still around that time. So I had like I had like three megabyte down down download speeds DSL, dude. That's fancy back back in the day. Yeah, I was funny too because I had to convince my mom like to get it. Yeah, and, like she got like a package deal with it, and it, and it worked out because I was, I was able to get everything up and running. Wow, I was able to download the videos, and then I had that same friend who gave me the deep dive and the known fight. He gave me recordings of the new cutscenes that were added in the game yeah. too, as well. So everybody was That's able awesome. to see them. Wow. So and uh, if I remember correctly, at some point you actually imported uh, a Japanese PS2, and that's how you started uh, being able to yes. play it. Gotcha. Yeah, and then I did my own like my own videos. Like I had like my camera. Like I had to stack like a bunch of books on top of a chair. Yeah, and, you know this is like you know before webcams were you know had insane quality on them. So yeah, like, exactly. I had to like take a regular like Canon camera that I got for my birthday and place in front of like my own like 13 inch or 14 inch tv and record myself playing like this is this is like let's play <laughs> real back real in the day let's play yes that you know so, what that makes me wonder because like back in the day we didn't have elgato we didn't have anything do you know what your your friend that recorded the fight you know how how he recorded it because it, it actually turned out pretty good i, I remember he used one of those like those tv tuners that you would like plug in your so computer. it was a tv okay tv tuner interesting it was like it's it's it was it was a weird thing, but he, he explained it to me. But like back at the time, I didn't understand it. Yeah, yeah, but, um, yeah. But yeah, he I, was I able to, to plug yeah, it in. I, I remember TV tuners. Yeah, from back in the day. That's interesting. Yeah, he was able to plug it in straight to the PS2 and then to his computer, and then he was able to record yeah, that record off it. off of that, and then he was able to get that quality. Yeah. So back back in the day, for for y'all youngins that don't know about. TV tuners. They're basically like video cards that you pop in your computer that have uh, video connections that they can accept. And usually these TV tuners would come with like some software that will allow you to record things. If I remember correctly, the idea behind them was that it was like an early attempt at having like making DVRs. So like people would use it for recording TV onto a hard drive. Uh, later, we you know we got set-top DVRs like the TiVo, but like this was more like a like a first a first pass at DVRs. So pretty much only like really really in the know tech people had these because you know it's it's an internal card you have to install. So it's like it, it wasn't really common back in the day. So wow, that is. That is interesting. And now 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 these days, you know, versus twenty eighteen, so to speak, you know, we got Elgato, you know, you just plug in a USB thing, plug in the HDMI cables and you're going. Like obviously there's also still like Elgato's you can plug into an, a PCI slot in your PC, but like like 
the barrier to entry is a lot easier. Like you got yeah. USB, you got HDMI ports, you're good. That's all you need for that's all you need for Elgato these days. So that's that's pretty cool. So uh what about like uh moving forward? So I think we've talked about in the past fairly extensively about, you know, what it was like, you know, moving from being in that unknown time of is Kingdom Hearts going to be a, a series or not? And then, you know, Kingdom Hearts 2 finally getting announced and like all, how, how that all changed the fan community. Like your site blew up, you changed it to KH World. And yeah. like, you know, from there, it was just like nonstop going on on Japanese forums, waiting for scans. Waiting for translations, you know. There yeah, was no... I, I, I had to go to like Korean scans sometimes. Yeah, yeah, Korean yeah. Sites sometimes too. Yeah, there was that one like, site, RuliWeb, that RuliWeb still exists. Yeah, they still exist. That's the thing. Which you know what? Interesting side note. Uh, for the longest time, like Korea had uh, like ex uh, imported consoles. Like Japan, America doesn't matter. They they were banned in Korea. Even in South in South Korea, so it kind of surprises me that there was even much of a subculture. Uh, well, because like a lot of them would games. travel to Japan, too. Yeah, because like a lot of because like, like a lot of like the trailers or... would uh, be dropping on really web. Yeah, because they attended to Tokyo Game Show. Tra- yeah, so that's that that is interesting. So yeah, that's another thing is that so back in the day when you went to these events like that's basically the only place you could see the trailers because you know, they don't really show them on TV. Uh, occasionally was in this big. Uh, yeah. Internet's not that big. Everybody's got slow video speeds anyway, internet speed. So it's not really a good place to show it. They're really secretive. You know, DVDs are still kind of a new thing, but occasionally you'd see it DVD, uh, release. Uh, I think, um, which which I'm gonna call it. It was uh, Metal Gear Solid Two had a DVD release of one of its trailers, but yeah, pretty much the only place you could see these trailers is if you went to the event, and that was kind of an incentive to go. Uh, but yeah, I guess these Korean sites they're like, we're not Japanese, we don't abide by your rules. You, and something I've noticed uh, living here is that Japanese people tend to follow the rules, <laughs> even well, if do. you don't, ha- even if you really don't have to, they pretty much always follow the rules like uh one good example is like crossing the street unless unless it's like really like a backwater kind of place like it doesn't matter if there's no cars coming i am japanese therefore i must follow the the rule of law and wait at this crossing light and it's like oh my god you just cross you know you're waiting for nobody at this point so yeah, I, I, that that's sort of my theory is that I I wouldn't really expect a Japanese person to go and record the 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 video, but yeah, thanks to the Koreans, we were able to get some recordings of it, so that's pretty cool. Oh man, so yeah, that was definitely an interesting time, and yeah, it was pretty pretty much like that for a while, but then uh, I want to say by like E three two thousand four. Uh, Square started releasing uh, downloadable versions and streamable versions of uh, the trailers on their own websites. Finally, finally, and like yeah, like they 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 actually like caught up and started releasing the trailers themselves. And like 
made it made but, it definitely a lot easier. But like a month after though, because they were still so yeah, secretive. definitely there it, was there it, was there they were always had to make it closed eighty years. They called it. Yep, closed mega theaters. Like I guess they were just trying to find a reason to incentivize people to go to the events. The but like yeah, because honestly, like it. it that should not really be their number one concern. Their number one concern should be making sure people buy the game and mo- as much people as possible know about it. But I don't know. Maybe maybe there was like back in the day they were thinking like, oh, if we, you know, we'll show it at Tokyo Game Show, right? And then, you know, people will talk about it. Like Famitsu will talk about it. You know, it might have been some deals with Famitsu or something. <laughs> Either and that then, or they just wanted the they just wanted the attendees to feel like they got their money's worth. They got their money's worth, and then oh, you know, maybe we'll release the trailer later online, and then get like a second bump of new people watching the trailer and getting excited for it. Kind of like how a lot of companies these days they'll release a game on consoles, and then a year and a half later they'll release it on PC, hoping people double dip on the game and they'll see another bump in sales. So. Yeah, that's definitely interesting. Whereas, you know, compared to these days, the way trailers release, it's like simultaneous, all languages, all versions, all everything, all at the same time. Like, if it's at an event, like right after the event's done, it's up on their YouTube channel. Ready hey, to go. It, it's better than it. not getting it at all. Exactly. Know? That's, you know, I'm totally fine with that. It, I, am, it is I mean, so up much all nicer these days for the for the D twenty three Japan this year trailer. You know, yeah, that was that was special. That's yeah, super great. I definitely would not trade that for anything. How convenient it is now compared to back then. You know, there wasn't Twitter back then, and like, you know, the, there wasn't so much access to all this media uh, easily in English back in the day. Like most of the communication that we got about kingdom hearts 2 and those kingdom hearts games back in the day it was always japanese first and any time we would see like oh guess what game pro or game informers got an interview about king or got a story about kingdom hearts 2 and it was just like whatever like all this information that you're getting now in the english magazine is like two or three months old because we already know about the stuff from japan because we got scans months ago and it's already translated so like it's definitely interesting now that everything's so fast and like so immediate so yeah i think that was uh that's pretty interesting so yeah over time like obviously things got easier youtube got more prominent and you know now uh things are really easy to digest and are constantly releasing really fast and that's you know, a really awesome way to experience the news. So uh, I want to get to the next part. Um, so this is kind of a, I guess, a controversial question. And I guess mm-hmm. we can't know the true answer until this is all over, namely with Kingdom Hearts 3. But I just want to get your feelings on it now. How do you feel at least now? Do you think it was worth it for the Zehanort saga to go on for this long? Or do you think it would have been better <sighs> if the Zehanort saga ended a lot sooner? Because, like, back in the day, just for perspective, you know, Kingdom Hearts 1 releases 2002. 
2004, we get Chain of Memories as like a little bit of a preview for Kingdom Hearts 2. And then Kingdom Hearts 2 comes out 2005, 2006. So like within the span of three years, we already got the next numbered title. And then now we're talking like 13 year gap between numbered titles. You know, that's that's pretty rough. Uh, we talked about before, yeah. was it worth it for Kingdom Hearts 3 to be out on the PS4? But now, do you feel that it's worth it for the Zehanort saga as a whole to have gone on this long? Honestly, I don't think so. Like, 14 years to tell story is really... To tell one story. One story. Yeah, that's the Thank you thing. for correcting me, but to tell yeah. one story is kind of... You know, it's too much. It's too much. It's honestly, it should have been wrapped up at least like five, six, seven years ago. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, it, it, five, five, seven, five, six, seven years. Let's see, seven years ago would have been twenty eleven. Like even that, <laughs> even that's pretty long if you think about it. I mean, Kingdom Hearts like, two came out two thousand five to twenty eleven. Yeah, so like that's still five years between. That's still a long time. So like. Yeah, it's def like obviously they were they were delaying. They had their reasons, uh, namely versus thirteen Final Fantasy fifteen. That was probably the biggest stuff. Also, Yoichi Wada and his reign over Square Enix and his particular decisions. I'm guessing he wasn't a big fan of Kingdom Hearts for whatever reason, and he was a really? big fan of that. Final Fantasy thirteen. So, I don't know. So, uh, yeah, I, I definitely agree. It just seems like it's been going on too long. And, yeah, in terms of is it worth it? Like, I'm glad that, like, I'm glad that we got the games we got. I like yeah. games like Birth by I, I can't, you know, I, like I said, I'm happy the games we got. We got, you know, and it, I, I'm actually happy that Nomura managed to release a Kingdom Hearts game every year since uh, of yes. the days. So, like, the stuff that we got has been good, but if, like, if we go, if we were to go back in time and if we had control over this situation, you know, if we could have cut this off sooner, I personally would have cut it off sooner. Like, I think 2011 would have been like a fine time to release the conclusion of this particular saga. And maybe somewhere in between that, let's say 2008, another side game, you know, and honestly that would have had a a much better rhythm to it. Cause like you had kingdom hearts one side game, kingdom hearts two, and then you would have a side game and then kingdom hearts three done simple and really easy to follow more or less but now it's just like there's so many games and there are there are more non-numbered titles than there are numbered titles and you could argue oh birth by sleep is technically kingdom hearts zero don't you know that and like yeah kind of yeah but we don't really want to say that (laughs) yeah i don't know so uh we talked about before uh, on a previous podcast you know it, 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 do we think it, it's worth it for Kingdom Hearts 3 to be on PS4? And uh, we sort of came to the conclusion that, yeah, because uh, this particular Kingdom Hearts 3 that we're getting is 
designed for the ground up with the current generation in mind. This is not an idea that has been kicking around since the PS2 era with PS2 era ideas and then now they're just implementing it or now they're porting it to the PS4. No, this is a game that is this is a PS4 game through and through. And that's what they that's what they're making here. So we're getting a PS quali- PS4 quality version of the Kingdom Hearts, you know, of the Kingdom Hearts 3 story. So in that sense, yeah, that's worth it. Um but what do you think it would have been like, Churro, if Kingdom Hearts 3 was a PS2 game or a, even a PSP game or a PS3 game? You know, uh, how would you have felt if it rela- released on any of those older platforms? I mean, it honestly, if it was released on those platforms and during those time period, it would have been completely understandable. Yeah, because, you know, the power of the technology of the time. Yeah, exactly. You know. The the only but, one that I think is kind of uh, pushing it just a little bit would be the PS2 just because of the timing. Because King mm-hmm. Hearts 2 came out 2006 in, in America and the PS3 also came out around that time. So but it, still, it was still expensive too. Yeah, it was, still, it was still expensive. And to be fair, games were still coming out on PS2. It just kind of looked a little bit like uh, I don't know if I want to buy a PS2 game. You know, it was, it was kind of that feeling to it. Uh, I, I want to say that, like the last big RPG that came out on PS2 was Persona 4, and that was 2008. So like, I mean, it it was it was fine, but like I remember when Persona 4 was coming out, people were like, "Oh, it's a PS2 game though. Oh, I don't want to play a PS2 game. I want to play you know Metal Gear Solid 4. Look at the graphics." You know, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I kind of felt like peop, uh, companies and, and there were a lot of these that felt this way. Companies that wanted to not crazily balloon their budget and still wanted to make PS2 quality games. What they ended up doing usually was move to the PSP and move development to PSP titles. And that's kind of what happened to Pia to, to Kingdom Hearts for the past 13-ish years is that they shifted development away because it would have been too expensive at the time to make Kingdom Hearts 3 on the PS3 at the quality that they want. So it's like, all right, we're not going to increase your budget. Like, so do what you can. And the only console that, you know, that level of, uh, effort is acceptable on is this portable thing called the PSP, and that's where Birth by Sleep comes from. Uh, in my opinion, if Kingdom Hearts 3 had released on the PSP, it would have been more or less a lot like Birth by Sleep in terms of graphics, possibly in terms of gameplay and presentation and all of that. Um, yeah. But you also have to think, like, it's a PSP. It's not the PS2. PS2 is the highest selling console of all time. PSP is most certainly not. It did not sell as much as PS2. So because of install base, a lot of times the budgets were lower and they usually didn't get as high voice talent, even though they did quite well with 
with Birth by Sleep. They got Leonard Nimoy. They got Mark Hamill. But, like, you know, you look at three, five, eight days over two, and, like, the the voice talent on there tend to be more like anime people and stuff like that. So, I don't know. Uh, I personally think that, you know, maybe the PS3, maybe if it was on PS3, it would have been okay, but I don't think they would have done it. Not not that Square Enix at that time. You yeah. Know, under Yoichiwada's reign. But, you know, if you had to ask me, what what would Kingdom Hearts 3 be like if it released on the PS3? I would say look at the 2011 uh, trailer for Versus 13, and that's kind of what you can expect. Because, to be fair, that was the Kingdom Hearts 2 team, and that's the game they were making next, and that's the quality level they were kind of shooting for. Obviously, the art style is not comparable, because it was, you know, trending to be more realistic. But... You know, just the general like effects quality and rendering quality. Uh, that's pretty much what you could expect. Um, also, re- something really interesting is that uh, Versus 13 back in the day uh, was being built off of uh, Kingdom Hearts 2 technology. So much so that in some development screenshots, uh, you can see the, the map that they have. That mm-hmm. so there, There's like a scene with Noctis outside of one of the buildings in Insomnia and there's a map there and it uses the exact identical UI as Kingdom Hearts 2. Like it's the same stupid purple map with with the red icons and like it looked just like a map right out of Kingdom Hearts 2. So like it was pretty clear that uh, at least initially maybe with just maybe it was just prototypes at the time that they were building it off of technology from uh from from Kingdom Hearts 2. So, pretty interesting to see that it might have been like an alternate history Kingdom Hearts 3 more or less. So, uh yeah, uh I guess that pretty much covers that. Uh I guess the last thing I want to touch on is uh where do you want to see the series go in the future? And and by future I mean after Kingdom Hearts 3. You know what kind of games, what kind of genres, what kind of platforms? What what would you want to see most out of Kingdom Hearts in the future? I think hopefully, they, I mean, I just want them not to take so much time in developing it. You mm-hmm. know, like you know how Nomura kept going to different platforms each year. Yep. For, you know, it's like now that he's covered all the bases. Yep. He should decide on you know, you know the main you know one console. You know, and make sure everything tells you know enough story of each, if each you know next game that comes out. Like, yeah, we shouldn't have to spend money on a PSP for Birth by Sleep. Shouldn't yes. spend money on a DS or 3DS. You know, or learn how to play a mobile game. It's you know yep. to me that that and that's the inconsistency that I see a lot from a lot of fans. Yeah, exactly. You know, as as we were growing up with the series, it's it's too inconsistent with keeping it on one platform. Now you have all the remixes on one console. Now it's like, that should have been there the entire time. Exactly. I think that, uh, yeah, when it comes to the multiple platform things, you know, you hear a lot from people. And now that kingdom hearts three is becoming, 
you know more of a hot topic because it's you know it's about to it's about to release this year and people are watching trailers and think wow this is so cool and then you'll see memes of people like man but i don't know anyone in this trailer who are any of these characters and i would say you know a lot of a lot of people will will you know make fun of kingdom hearts and say that it's a really confusing series and yeah to some extent it is i wouldn't say it's that confusing i would say honestly it's it's fairly easy to understand so long as you play every single game in release order and have kept up with it you know over the years and all the updates and stuff like that if you don't keep up and you think you can just play Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2 and you'll be fine for Kingdom Hearts 3, you absolutely will be confused. And I think the biggest contribution to people thinking that Kingdom Hearts is a confusing series is what happened with the releases, with all the platform changes and, you know, all of that. You know, every time they change platforms, you're going to lose some fans in the process, you know, just because they don't have they don't have that platform. You know, they're not going to be able to play all the games. So if they come back for the next game on the platform that they have and they all the all the titles matter and contribute to the main plot, like, you know, you're going to lose people in, in terms of their comprehension of the story. So, yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, I, I would say, yeah, definitely the two biggest points that, uh, you know, you touched on that I want to see is faster release time. Like, don't take so long. And then the next biggest thing is going to be be more consistent about platforms. But I think this the, this day and age, the nice thing about it now is that there's a lot of games that are like multi-platform and a lot more places that p- people play games are kind of like similarly spec. Like pl- PlayStation 4, Xbox games, like they're pretty much on the same quality if you release on PS uh, on PC, it'll be pretty much the same quality, but you'll have like me- maybe better graphics settings and uh, better frame rate. But it's not really like going to be a completely different game. Nintendo Switch right now is probably the only one where it's like, uh, maybe it'll be good, maybe it won't be. <laughs> but yeah. more or less, it seems like they c- they can achieve that. So. I would say one thing that I would add is that uh, wherever you go for the next series, for the next saga, make it so that if people want to start with the first game of the next saga, that's fine. Make it so that they don't need to play the Xehanort saga. I'm not saying the Xehanort saga is bad or that it's not worth playing. But if you want an accessible series, if you want to bring more fans into the series, you need to make it okay to start with the first game of the new saga. Because if if you're going to tell somebody, hey, you want to get into Kingdom Hearts? Hey, you got to play 10 games and they're 40 hours each. And a lot of them are kind of old and maybe a little bit dated. That's a tough sell. But if you right. tell someone, hey, there's a really cool game that just came out, Kingdom Hearts, the new generation, I don't know. They'll come up with a funnier title than I, I just came up with. But 
Kingdom Hearts something something. Kingdom Hearts 4. His new game came out. Kingdom Hearts 4. Wow, looks so cool. Man, this trailer's awesome. Do I have to play the other games? No, just start here. Like, that. that's kind of always been, like, like Final Fantasy's big selling point is, like, oh, man, there's this really cool Final Fantasy came out. Final Fantasy X. Oh, man, but, like, there's 10 Final Fantasies. Do I have to play all the Final Fantasies? No, they're all different stories. You can just start now. It's like, oh, awesome. I just got this PS2. I don't have any games. That's great. I'll get Final Fantasy X. That's great. You know? Well, let me ask you this. Do you think yeah. Kingdom Hearts should follow that same formula, or do you think they should still be on its own and have a continuous story with each title? So, I don't think it should go to the every game is a different story thing, because I do appreciate the continuous story, but I think every saga should be standalone. More or less. Okay. All right. The, and that, that pretty much and answers the that. sagas should be shorter. <laughs> yes, That's, please. They, sh- they should not be ten games. That's too long. Yeah, I would say at least three or four. Kind of like, kinda yeah. like three games. Kind of like a kind of like a Star Wars trilogy type of thing. Exactly. Exactly. I would say maybe maximum five games. Yes. And, and that would be main game. <laughs> First side game, main game, second side game, final main game. So three main games, two side games, just to sort of fill in the gap between the releases of the main games. You know, just to sort of give the main Kingdom Hearts team some breathing room while they're releasing things. You know, and actually these days, uh, Churro, how would you feel if... uh, so? Actually, did, Churro, did you play Uncharted 4? Yes, I did. Okay. So do you know about uh, Uncharted 4 Lost Legacy? Yes, but I haven't okay. played that yet. You haven't played it. So uh, my under- I haven't played either, but my understanding is that what Uncharted 4 is, so Uncharted 4 took forever to make, but then within one year, they turned around and made Uncharted Lost Legacy, and that was originally just going to be DLC, but then they spun it out and made an entire game out of it. The thing's like 8 to 10 hours, and I think Uncharted 4 was like maybe 12 to 16. So it's like, it's kind of the same length. Like 8 to 10 hours is about the length of an Uncharted game. And it was, you know, pretty high quality, but the main thing, the biggest savings was that Naughty Dog, you know, used a lot of the same assets from Uncharted 4. Like, they didn't have to start from scratch. So, how would you feel, Churro, if we got as quote-unquote side games between, you know, main console releases of, of, of a Kingdom Hearts game? What if we got something that was, you know, something in between the quality of a final game, or, or uh, something between the quality of a main game and DLC? But it's a standalone release, and, and and it's sort of presenting it as a side game, kind of like you know, Chain of Memories was. Like like you would want something like like you said, Rechain of Memories, but yeah, like that, but you know, on the same platform, same platform. So if it's on you know PS5, for example, Kingdom Hearts Four came out PS5, maybe two years later, 
you know the the mid game comes out and it's based off of all the technology from kingdom hearts 5 it's more or less what they would normally release as dlc but maybe more polished and it's a standalone product maybe it's 40 bucks instead of 60 bucks how would you feel about something like that i'd be down for it i mean hell i mean it's if it if it's the, the way it's not long enough i mean mm-hmm. i mean if yeah, like i said you know the, the wait between Kingdom Hearts 2 and Kingdom Hearts 3, you know, if it's yeah. not that long, then, yeah, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. And, so. like, they they kind of did something similar with 2.8, even though it wasn't long at all. Like, you know, you had yeah. 0.2 and then back cover. You know, if they took some of that effort and maybe, you know, polished it up more and added maybe some more areas, more content, like, I mean, if you think about it, in terms of cutscenes like if we're just talking cutscenes you know back covers an hour birth by uh, or 0.2 had you know uh, you know probably like a half hour to 45 minutes worth of cutscenes so you have nearly 2 hours of cutscenes that they made just for just for 0.2 like that's that's a lot of cutscenes like that's not as long as a kingdom hearts game like i think kingdom hearts 1 was like maybe 6 hours of cutscenes but, yeah. you know, if you pump that up to maybe three hours of cutscenes, just push it up just a little. Well, it's not a little bit. It's pretty significant. Okay, that's like two and a half hours. Pump it up a little bit more. Two and a half hours of cutscenes, and then let's say five hours of gameplay. You know, that would add up to about, you know, a total gameplay or total play time of about seven to eight hours. I'd play an eight-hour standalone Kingdom Hearts game. I would too. I wouldn't see a problem with it. Hey, it gives gives me my Kingdom Hearts fix. Exactly. So like, if if that's at least it's better than playing on Union Cross. <laughs> anything is better than playing on Union Cross. I think we can agree on that. All right. right. So uh, yeah, that that pretty much wraps up our 16th anniversary part of the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. So now we're gonna move on to our question segment. Our first question comes from Nico Gonzalez. And Nico asks, according to the rules of Kingdom Hearts, when you're heartless and nobody are defeated, you become whole again. At the end of Dream Drop Distance, we see that Zehanor is revived because Ansem and Zemnas had been taken out, respectively. However, they were created while Zehanor was still inhabiting Terra's body. Did the version of Master Zehanor we see at the end of Dream Drop Distance come from the past? before he took over Terra's body? Or will the true version of Master Xehanort we face, uh, will that be Terranort? So I just want to quickly answer before you get to it, uh, Churro. The first part is, uh, did the version of Master Xehanort we see at the end of Dream Drop Distance come from the past before he took over Terra's body? The answer is, no, he didn't. Uh, this one is uh, the, true. the one that did take over Terranort's body because uh, one of the first thing he says, I, I did check this. I watched the cutscene okay. again. One of the first thing he said is, um, uh, I have come back here and all these, uh, all these, uh, uh, these 12 others have come here on this day at this time. And I have come back here on this day in a complete form. So, like, he talks about how he came back 
in a complete form, meaning he was previously incomplete. And the one that we see before us right there is a resurrected Xehanort, not a time-traveling Xehanort. Pretty much it's it's the true Xehanort that we've all known and love and hate. Master Xehanort, the bald guy. Yeah, he's there. So I guess the next question is, uh, do you think that uh, the true Master Xehanort that we are going to face in Kingdom Hearts 3, do you think that's going to be Terranort or is it going to be this old bald guy? Honestly, I think it'll be Terranort because he made a big deal about it in Birth by Sleep because he wanted he, he only wanted Terra's body so he can see what happens after the Keyblade War. You know, so basically, I think, I believe that the Xehanort we're going to face probably in the final battle will be against Terranort. And it'll be, and it'll be a fitting ending because here, you know, if, you know, if we're rescuing Aqua and Ventus to fight against, you know, the third, you know, the 13 darknesses, you know, it would be a fitting end, end to finally save Terra at the very end of the game. And on that's top the way of I that- look at it. I know a lot of people, they want Terra to be one of the 13 lights, but you know if you really think about it and count up the characters that are on the good guy side, we got enough people to fill those roles. Like, we, yeah. we, don't, need, we yeah. don't need an extra guy. Yeah, it, it's, it, plus it does a lot of psychological damage to, you know, Aqua and Ventus if, you know, fighting against, you know, the best friend who's currently being possessed. You yeah, know? So, so it works, it it works for dramatic effect. Yeah, yeah dramatic effect. So yeah, I I I agree with you. I I think Terra will stay on their on the side of the darknesses. Uh, I I don't think he's going to be actively participating. He's not going to be evil, but his body is under the control of uh of Zehenort and is not going to be separated from that until we rescue him. That's my opinion. So. Uh, but you know what? When we get to fight Terranort, I wonder if they're gonna style it like more after Lingering Will. Now that we fought Lingering Will, my question is: Was Lingering Will gonna make an appearance? Oh, is Lingering Will? You know what? He made an appearance at one of the concerts, so maybe he'll uh, maybe he'll show up again. I, I want to see another Lingering Will versus Terranort. That would be great. So uh yeah, next uh this next question. Oh man. <laughs> I, I titled it completely wrong. Churro, can you take this next question? Yes, this is from Indigo Noct, and they write Would you play a Switch version of Kingdom Hearts 3 even if it was graphically inferior to the PS4 Xbox version? What if they did something similar to Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition and release a mobile D-Make style version of Kingdom Hearts 3? So I think so a graphically okay if it's a graphically inferior version of the same Kingdom Hearts 3 game and it's on Switch I would play it so long as it's not a performance inferior version of of the PS4 Xbox version I mean obviously I like me some pretty graphics I'm an artist you know, I like pretty graphics. I like pretty art. I like pretty models. I like pretty textures. But if I'm in the player's seats and I'm playing something, my my 
one of my biggest concerns, more so than graphics, is going to be the performance. And especially with the Switch, and especially with big Unreal Engine 4 games, that is a big concern. And especially the fact that when you take it off the dock and you're in portable mode, like the the Switch's uh, processor and GPU, they downclock. So, like, you know, usually when you take the Switch off the dock, it, like, technically, like, slows your console down a lot so that, you know, you don't totally kill your battery all the time. So uh, I guess, you know, we'll we'll have to see, but like as long as it's not performance inferior, I'd I'd give it a try. Now, if they did something similar to Pocket Edition, FF15 Pocket Edition, I guess that's interesting, but like look, I'm one of those crazy people that actually like Final Fantasy 15 and I haven't touched Pocket Edition. So I think that's probably my answer. Is that even if I like Kingdom Hearts 3, I probably would not play a, a a crappier version of it on mobile, especially because it's on mobile. Because like Yeah, ugh. I mean you already have uh, Union Cross already. Yeah. So you know, it's just leave it at that. Exactly. So I think that's that's enough enough versions. Though something interesting, there's some rumors now about a uh, a new version of the Switch, like kind of like a mid-generation refresh, kind of like how we have PS4 Pro and Xbox One X. Mm-hmm. There might be a new souped-up version of a Nintendo Switch, which, if you think about it, that's not out of the cards for Nintendo because they did that exact same thing with the Game Boy. They did Game Boy, then they had Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Color had had you know better games and they could be in color and then it would play the uh normal game boy games in kind of a weird color mode and then you also had the uh you know on the n64 they had the expansion pack so if you wanted to play perfect dark with good graphics you would put in the expansion pack i remember that i had i remember that for uh, uh majora's mask yep Majora's Max as well. And then they also did it with the uh, the 3DS. They had the 3DS, and then they had the, uh, the new 3DS. And on the new 3DS, they had extra RAM, and there were, like, I don't know how many games, but there was at least one, and it was the 3DS port of the original Xenoblade. You could only play that on the new 3DS. And, like, some games had better load times or better performance and, like... I don't know, but you know that sort of thing is not out of the cards. So I guess it would be interesting to see it run on that. Like maybe that particular version of the Switch would be comparable to maybe the PlayStation Four. Like the something to know about the Nintendo Switch is that all the guts, the internals, are you know for the most part made by Nvidia, uh, and it uses like their mobile chipset called Tegra. And that Tegra chipset is insanely fast. Uh, it, it's what powers the NVIDIA Shield, and that stuff can play, uh, you know, really high-end console games. Well, if that's true, then I'd definitely pick that up and just give my original Switch to my nephew. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That would that would that'd be a good trade. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So, Churro, just just to get you, your answer again. So you would be down for a Switch version so long as... Yeah, the performance holds up to it because... As long as the performance holds up, graphics, whatever. 
Because, like, I was able to play Skyrim on there, and it ran just fine. You know, yep. I, like I said, I I am not for one who cares about graphics. Like, yeah. to me, as long as, the game, I, long as I can play the game just fine, and it doesn't, yep. like, stutter or freeze or whatever, like... Exactly. Yeah, I'm perfectly fine with it. I mean, I've, and I've on top playing, of playing... that, like, for us, we're going to play it on mm-hmm. PS4 anyway. So, we're already yeah. going to have a prettier version. So, like... Yeah, if, so like I mean, because because I bet you by the time the Switch version comes out, we're we're gonna play and beat Kingdom Hearts three numerous times. Exactly, we know what to expect. It's just this is just for more, like mobile, you know, mobile. You know, going going you know going out places and you're having it taking you with you. You know, exactly. So, so. yeah, this, you know, there, there's a purpose for this particular thing, and it's no, not not only that. When you look at new games coming out that comes out for, you know, PS4, Xbox, and Switch, you yeah. always notice that P4 and Xbox come out first, then it's like months later, it's the Switch version. Anyways. Yep, yep, exactly. So, yep, that pretty much wraps up our uh, our questions for today. Our music for this episode is a uh, cover of Simple and Clean Ray of Hope Mix. And it's a metal cover with vocals uh, by AJ Dispirito on YouTube. On YouTube. And it's a really cool one. This guy's got the vocal cords of steel. They're awesome. And they sound really cool. So please enjoy it and check them out on YouTube. Our next episode is scheduled for the 1st of April. April 1st. The 1st? Oh, you got me. (laughs) I'm reading the outline and I'm like, wait, is is he kidding? Is he kidding me right now? I am kidding you. The, our 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 next Kingdom Hearts unit is actually scheduled for the tenth of April. Wah wah, no joke wah, episode. Wah. Oh, oh, well. well, we can still do some. Yeah, let me actually look at the calendar here. Yeah, it looks like hey, just because just because it's not April Fool's, I mean, we still can't have fun. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, we could we could be the jerks that say, "Well, April Fools is April Fools. It's not April first Fools. So the whole month is for fools." We could be jerks like that. Just fool be, all month. Do it. No. <laughs> I'm not that much of a jerk. Not yet. I haven't stooped that low. But uh, yeah, 10th of April. Please check it out. And as always, if you guys like the show, please subscribe to us on uh, subscribe to Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union on the iTunes store. Just search for Kingdom Hearts and we are number one. Yay. And of course, you can catch every episode at KingdomHeartsUnion.com or at KHUnion uh. on Twitter. <laughs> and remember, you can you can support us on Patreon at Patreon.com slash FFKHUnion. Oh, and, God, this is amazing. And... And... If you have any questions, please send us emails to khuquestions at gmail.com. All right, Cheryl. It's that time. I was going to say that was a nice recovery, Brendan. <laughs> that was a look, nice recovery. Look, we've been trying to not say at khultimania for the past couple of months because khultimania has been dead forever. And I'm, Yes, unfortunately, folks, khultimania shut down in 2014, I believe. So it's been four years since they shut down, and we've been, and, and basically I joined this podcast because of collaboration between Cage Union and Cage Ultimania. Yeah, this was back in 2010. Yeah. So yeah, rest in peace, Cage Ultimania. <laughs> Rip in peace. <laughs> I also I also worked there for a while. Uh, interviewed Yokoshimamura for that website. So 
And he interviewed me too. And I interviewed Churro. That was weird. (laughs) (laughs) It was. But yeah, that that was that was interesting. So yeah, we've been trying. But yeah, you should check out at KH Union on Twitter. There we go. That's better. That's a pretty good Twitter. Anyway. And uh yeah, so Churro, let's say our goodbyes. Alright, bye guys. Thanks for uh tuning in like always and uh look forward to seeing you in the next one it's actually getting close to the uh the dandelion meeting so hopefully i have some good stuff to report from there oh please please do and please please more trailers (laughs) yes please please square enix please nomura you're gonna be there so please yeah please don't don't come to america don't travel on that long flight without bringing a trailer because that would be yeah especially you know you we all know you know I don't think anybody's there for really Union Cross. They're just there to see you. So, all yeah. eyes on you. Exactly. So, and, and also, don't think twice about bringing a trailer. Just think yes. once. Think once and make sure that thought. Don't is even yes. think. Just bring it. Just bring it. Just do it. I'm Brandon saying goodbye. This has been a KingdomHeartsUnion.com production. <laughs> <laughs>